What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. Thanks for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3. I'm uh, Jason Dacey. And we have a very interesting exhibition coming up uh, this weekend. It's actually on at the moment. X edition, the GPSS Photo Art Fair at the Regent Hotel. And as part of that, and it's related to the uh, Formula One Grand Prix coming up uh, very soon in Singapore, we have a visit from a very accomplished uh, photographer from the U.S., Stephen Schaub. He's in here in the studio. Welcome to Weekend Mornings. Thank you. So tell me a bit about the exhibition. Uh, I'm really intrigued about this. Uh, Regent Hotel is where we can see it this weekend. Yeah, it's a wonderful show. I mean, it's a wonderful collection of photographers from around the world. And our friend Billy has really worked, you know, amazing to put this show together and bring a really diverse variety of photography. So that's what I like about it is that it's not just one type of genre. It's something for everybody. Ah, right, right. And you're obviously showing some of your stuff there. So what can we see of your work? I have 14 large-scale artworks ranging anywhere from 4 by 4 feet to literally out to 14 feet in length. Um, and I specialize in working on rare and handmade papers from around the world. Fantastic, fantastic. So tell us what you've been working on recently. My most recent project has been called Motion Pictures, and they're a series of still photographs that are more like a fragmentation of a memory. They're multiple exposures um, and overlapping frames, and in many cases there's as many as 100 different images all combined together in film to help tell sort of a story. That's intriguing. So what kind of stories are you telling? That's the funny part. My stories are sort of what I refer to as an unresolved narrative. It's the start of a book, and so I have locations that feel more like a film set, and then the viewer brings to that what they want. I sort of lay the groundwork, and everybody has their own interpretation, and it's been interesting hearing people's interpretations on the work. You know, some people see something really dark, and I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like when you hear a song, there are hidden meanings that people hear exactly. that the people who write the songs don't actually have when they write them, right? Exactly. And, I, and that's one thing that I love about art, is that mm. everybody can have their own appreciation of it and their own sort of response to it. Mm. It's very individual. So how did Singapore connect with you for this, uh, all related, as we mentioned, to the Singapore night race, the Formula One Grand Prix? It's actually been this long process. Back in 2006, I started a website that was dedicated to promoting film and digital technologies. And a friend here in Singapore started listening to it. And he reached out to me and said, hey, my friend Billy's organizing this show, and I think you should come. And that's literally how I got in touch. Um, I'm the only American artist in the show, and it was a real honor. And this is your first trip to Singapore, I guess? My first trip anywhere in Asia. And <laughs> Singapore's great. I love Singapore. Yeah. So you've had an interesting background. You, know, you were telling me off air that um, you, know, you uh, actually served in the military, right? Yes. Um, that's actually how I found my love for photography. I was uh, serving in the Marine Corps um, in the late 80s, early 90s. And on a Friday afternoon, I went out and I bought a camera. And on Monday morning, I knew that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. That's incredible. How old were you at that point? Uh, 18. Wow. And I went and took a loan that was equivalent to pretty much a year's pay and bought the best cameras I could mm -hmm. and just started photographing, started learning. And then I decided that I wanted to get out of the military. I was serving in Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Mm -hmm. and, um, That's the first Gulf War, The right? first Gulf War. Yeah, 1991, 1991. Yeah, 1991. Yeah. We were the first people there, the unit that I was with. Uh, right? So I was there for nine months. Right. Um, got a great suntan. And, and, how, and uh, how was that? How was that? You know, what was it? It was different. I mean, you know, it was, it was terrifying, as you can imagine, mm -hmm. all that stuff mm -hmm. is. And mm -hmm. at the same time, though, you know, I was in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and Oman back before they are what they are now. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a very interesting transitional time. Mm -hmm. Got to meet some great people. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember I applied for going to college. I went to RIT uh, for photographic arts and sciences, mm -hmm. and I actually filled out the application 
from right off the coast of Kuwait when the invasion was happening. That's incredible. Yeah, it's surreal. Yeah, and I'm just intrigued by how your whole life changed uh, when you know you didn't even know you'd be, become a photographer and right. you had this kind of aha moment. Tell us about that. Yeah, over that course of that weekend when I bought that first camera, it was one of these, I, f I figured I should photograph the places that I was going to see. And I just fell in love with the idea of the editive nature of photography, you know, within the four walls of the photographic frame and what you see and how you can just share this vision. And it just, it changed the way that I thought. And then over the next four years, I had a lot of time still in the military. I couldn't just leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, it takes time to make a transition, doesn't it, sometimes? It, it does. And, you know, the funny thing is three days seems to be this sort of magical number for me because I also, when I went from being a traditional total darkroom guy mm. into digital, mm -hmm. it happened over the course of three days as well. Mm, wow. And so I seem to have this sort of transition period. But that three days, when I first got into photography, it was so formative, just changed my life. That's incredible. We're talking to Stephen Chubb, the award-winning photographer. So the change from to digital, from analog and from the old-fashioned mm -hmm. way of doing things, how did that uh, revolutionize what you do? Uh, it changed everything. Um, I mean, I'm a classically trained darkroom photographer. Mm. When I went to school, digital was just starting to happen. I remember our first lab was two computers in a closet, and they were like, this is revolutionary. <laughs> the next year, they spent $20 million and built this huge facility. It was interesting, and I, when I first got out of school, I was large format, you know, think Ansel Adams, the big cameras, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, that, and I, I swore I was going to die in the darkroom making prints. This is yeah, what I wanted yeah. to do. And then around 2002, 2003, I had a sort of uh, realization that I was making really good work, mm -hmm. but I wasn't making anything that hadn't been made before. Right. And, and I had sort of this panic, and I said, what am I going to do? So over the course of a weekend, I threw everything away that I'd been doing for almost 15 years at that time, and just started new. That's and incredible. started combining uh, what I refer to as a hybrid art form. So it's analog capture with digital printing. Mm. And, and that changed because, you know, in the dark room, there were only so many papers you could use to make black and white or color prints. But when you think about the amount of papers that are in the world, I have over 300 handmade papers in my studio mm -hmm. that I can print on. That changes your reality as an artist. So you're in your early 30s when you make that uh, big change around 2002, 2003. Yeah, I was, I was writing for a couple different magazines about art, and I was, I was actively shooting. I was doing commercial work, teaching, fine art work, but I just realized I wasn't where I wanted to be. Mm. So talk more about your journey as a photographer, you know, after that. You know, and we've seen massive changes in photography with smartphones in the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. And there are more photos taken, I think, they, someone said this, I think half of the photos ever taken in, in mankind have been taken in the last 12 months, something ridiculous well, like that. Last year, there were more photos taken than in the entire history of photography combined. Is that the stat? Yeah. That's the stat. Wow. And the scary part about it is they're all not being seen. I mean, once mm. they're taken, someone posted on some social media, they're disappearing. Mm. And, you know, and they're not like a, in the olden days, you know, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. when you would print something out at an album or share, it was more something that would be last and, and share differently. And so I started the, that website, uh, The Fidget Revolution, and I don't write on it anymore. I keep it as an archive mm. for people to learn from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I really was scared about what I saw happening in our industry. The industry was so quick to get rid of analog technology because mm, digital mm. was such a force and mm -hmm. there was so much money behind it yep. that I remember being at the Javits Center in New York City for a photo show one year mm -hmm. and there were darkroom sinks and enlargers and all the stuff that you would see in a traditional process. The next year, there was almost none. It happened in one year. Is that right? It was terrifying. What year was that? That was like 90, 2005. Wow. And I was working with digital technology companies at that mm -hmm. time and I saw 
that there was a lot of hype going around digital cameras and what they could do. But the reality is the technology wasn't there yet. Mm -hmm. It wasn't on par with what you could do in film. Mm -hmm. And I felt that we should really have both. Why should the photographer have to choose between analog or digital? Why can't we have our cake and eat it too? Yeah. And I didn't like a lot of what I saw. That, you know, software companies would release a program that they knew didn't work. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we'll fix it later. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not right. So I, I've really been advocating this sort of harmony of both ever since then. Mm. Well, as I mentioned off air, my brother's a photographer in, in Sydney, Australia, and he's found it tough uh, with everyone thinking they're a photographer these days. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and you know, he's doing high-end commercial stuff for yep. campaigns, but he's finding that, uh, you know, people think they can do it themselves who don't have the skills that he has. Exactly. I was an architectural photographer while I was doing fine artwork, mm. and digital absolutely ended that business for me. I was working sort of mid-range clients, mm. and the moment they had digital cameras and they could do a good enough capture, they didn't need me. Yeah, that's and that's tough. I mean, it's it the is. same in my job as well, being a, a journalist and broadcaster. You know, there's less demand for the high-end uh, journalism that there used to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. every media is changing, right? It is. It is. And I think that, unfortunately, there's an, a homogenization that happens, and the really good doesn't flow to the top the mm. way it used to mm. um, because there's so much noise out there. There's so many people sharing images constantly. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And it's hard to sort of stand out in that. Yeah, it's but. just like everyone thinks they're a journalist or a blogger, right? Right. In, in my career and in your career, everyone thinks they're a photographer. Absolutely. So how do you, what, what's, what advice do you give to people out there who are listening, who are maybe, uh, you know, like you, they've got that passion for photography and they're wondering how they can make a living, how they can make a mark in today's world? Sure. Well, the first thing I tell everybody is it's the long haul. There is no shortcut to making great work. Mm. And I was given this advice when I graduated college. There was a very famous photographer named Bill Cliff. And he sent me a copy of his book as we had met in Santa Fe. And in the book he said, remember it's the long haul, 10, 20, 30 years. Mm. And it's about constantly experimenting, constantly reinventing yourself, and being open to new ideas. The, the one thing that digital does, and I think it's very poor the way it does it, is it sort of keeps you within a very narrow way of working. Mm. It's funny because you think it would allow you to do anything you want, yes. but the way the companies market it and make it, it's, it's, that's why so much stuff looks the same. Mm. Um, and this is why I sort of advocate that blending of technologies, working with alternative papers and media, and, and not just thinking about photography. I tell photographers, if you want to be a great photographer, go look at painting. Go look at sculpture. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. Look outside of your art because photography is too narrow. Yep. You need to see a bigger world. Mm. Okay, tell us more about what we can see at the exhibition, the GPSS Photo Art Fair at the Region Hotel this weekend. Oh, it's, it's a wonderful show. And what, I was walking around yesterday looking at everybody's rooms as well. And what's great is there's a wonderful level of engagement. Every artist is open, as all artists always are. Mm. You know, They want to share their work. They want to share what they're doing. They're passionate about what they do. And I just myself, I had just a wonderful time yesterday after what, in, in meeting people from all over the world. And that, I think, is what's great about shows like this, is you're not just seeing you know, the view of one country, you're seeing the view of the world, and in one place. And what's been your impression of the standard uh, in Singapore of photography? You know, it's the same that I see in a lot of places. Because this is such a broad spectrum of people coming in, mm. there's work that I love, there's work that I don't love, mm. and that's the way it should be. <laughs> you know? It's all about I opinions, like right? It is, and it's about challenging <laughs> yeah. sometimes my own opinions, and yeah. I think that's healthy.
So how do we find out more about you and your work and uh, whatever you're sharing uh, digitally and online? Sure. I, the funny part is I don't share a lot online, <laughs> primarily because my work is so big, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily translate. But at my website, uh, yes. stephenshaw.com, mm -hmm. um, I post installation views. I'm on Instagram, of course. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in a competition with my 18-year-old daughter <laughs> to see who can get more friends. So please follow me uh, on Instagram. <laughs> you keep trying to keep up with your 18-year-old. I'm going to lose. I'm going to totally lose this battle, I know. She's probably very critical of your IG photos, I, I would bet. She is. She has a strong standard, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> All right. Make sure you check out the Exhibition GPSS Photo Art Fair at the Region Hotel this weekend, part of the Singapore Formula One Grand Prix festivities. Many thanks to Stephen Chubb, the award-winning photographer, for being our guest here on Weekend Mornings. Thank you so much.